In the Park Festival is back in Newcastle, and you could be there watching headliner Rag and Bone Man. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Rag and Bone Man on Sunday the 5th of May. He'll be joined by Newcastle-born singer-songwriter and brother to Sam, the hugely talented Liam Fender. To be in with a chance of winning two tickets, just answer the following question. What is the real first name of Rag and Bone Man? Is it Reginald, Rory or Colin? To enter, download the free Durham On Air app for your smartphone or tablet, click on Win, and you could be in Newcastle watching Rag and Bone Man on the 5th of May. Entries close at 11pm on May the 2nd. For full terms and conditions, visit durhamonair.com. In the Loop, a podcast from the heart of Durham. Hello and welcome to In the Loop, the Durham podcast. We're on to episode seven at the beginning of May 2022. I'm your host, Emma Hignett. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we go back in time. In some ways, we look to the future too, and then we make some serious plans to celebrate something truly well worth celebrating, a once-in-a-lifetime event. No prizes for guessing what I am talking about. Before we go any further, a, a big thank you to City of Durham Parish Council for supporting this podcast, which is created in association with Totally Locally Durham, the movement championing the independence that make Durham City different from any other city. Um, and more from City of Durham Parish Council to come in this podcast. Um, I also need to tell you about something I'm a bit, no, something I'm very excited about, a very special podcast which is coming out almost immediately after this one. Um, I shall be talking with Tony Harrington, who is the chair of Culture Durham. Uh, Culture Durham are about to take the judges for the City of Culture 2025 around the county of Durham. The county uh, as a whole going in for the City of Culture bid. Uh, So listen out for the Durham 2025 special. Seriously, once you finish this one, uh, presuming you're not doing it within the next 24 hours, but maybe you will be, uh, there will be another one to listen to. Right. Um, I'll remind you about that again several times throughout the course of this podcast because I'm really quite excited. They got hold of me and said, will you talk to us? And I was like, yeah. Right. Uh, Back to today's In The Loop. And we'll start with The City Loop. We are talking to Adam Shanley, who is the clerk to the City of Durham Parish Council, about the plans underway to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. The City Loop. So today we're we're catching up with uh, Adam Shanley, the parish clerk from the City of Durham Parish Council. Um, because uh, the Parish Council has some plans in motion, shall we say, to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, for which there is a a four-day weekend coming up in about a month. (laughs) There is, yeah. uh, Thanks very much, Emma. Um, I I think that the first thing to say off, off, off the back of that is really that you know, this is such an important year for us as a nation. You know, the first time a British monarch is going to celebrate a platinum jubilee after 70 years of service to the nation. None of us are ever going to see this again in our lifetime. And, it, you know, for us on the parish council, it's therefore so important that we really pull out all the stops this year and really say a huge thank you to Her Majesty for all that she's done for us, not just in County Durham, but across the UK and the Commonwealth. Um, and, you know, County Durham's already on the map 
with this amazing city of culture bit, which is running in parallel to all the planning around Jubilee. Um, Actually, I'm going to stop you there because we do have a special. Oh, do you? Special podcast coming up um, uh, within a few days. So we can do within a few days of one another, but we are going to be speaking to somebody behind the bid. Oh, right. Great. Super. Lovely. So I'm very excited about that. That's my special coming up. Oh, carry on. Carry on. We, so we want to make sure that the city, you know, a capital of the county does all it can for this important year. And, you know, this is really, Emma, the best part of my job, organising big events where every stakeholder imaginable uh, comes together to make this Jubilee year so special. So as you as you say, you know, the, the real centre, for, central focus for this year is going to be around the Jubilee weekend. And everybody, the land over, is planning events so that's happening between the 2nd and 5th of June. But of course, as we look at this year of, uh, of Jubilee celebrations, this is going to be really a year, year's worth of activity for uh, a number of us. And, you know, efforts have really been led by uh, not just the parish council, but the amazing team at Durham Markets Company and many, many others. So just so excited to see what's going to uh, take place this year. Now, I know of two events that are coming up uh, one is that weekend and one is just before that weekend. It's the Wednesday. But it maybe is, yeah. you, you're implying for me to me that there may mm. be more things you can tell us about as well. There, there, there certainly is, yeah. So I, I think the main focus, as I say, is going to be around uh, the weekend of the uh, 2nd to the 5th of June. Uh, but but certainly from, from our perspective, we're, we're, we're very keen that, you know, this be a full year's worth of activity. Um so for us on the parish council, um, being the parish council, as you would imagine from us, we really kickstart uh, with a clean for the Queen citywide litter pick, uh, pick hey! event, um, which is great. You know, it's getting all of the community involved, um, you know, making sure that actually Durham looks its best ahead of the Jubilee weekend celebration. So that's going to be uh, happening on the 29th of May. Um, and as you as you've highlighted there, Emma, there's going to be this big tea dance event on Wednesday the second the Wednesday the 1st of June um, and the Parish Council and the Markets Company are arranging uh, this event with local dance leader Diane Ross not the lady with Green Vias and Diane Ross in the town hall uh, and it's going to include dancing afternoon tea with the catering provided by New College you know the amazing catering students that they've got there so that's going to be a really great event and that's, you know yeah that sounds like it sounds like a real sort of community welcoming yes. sort of just a yeah. lovely really nice way to celebrate absolutely so it, it it's going to be a ticketed event um so if you'd like to be part of the day get your tickets on either eventbrite um a link for which can be found on our website or a toast coffee in the uh durham markets hall um and i must say i never appreciated how popular these sorts of events are um we're really keen to bring uh, a 50s theme to the occasion, um, you know, to celebrate the nostalgia for the Jubilee year, but also to make sure that everything we do plan as part of the celebrations has a real intergenerational element to it. Yeah. Um, so I think our message for this year is that there's something for everyone to enjoy. Um, and we're working with a number of charities to ensure that as many of our fabulous over 50s uh, can be part of the celebrations too. And as I say, New College have just been amazing in helping us put on that event um and my goodness me i can't wait to see diane ross in action <laughs> <laughs> will you be dancing 
I will be dancing and we we will hopefully have a special guest who will kickstart us off with wow. a uh, with a first dance as well. So I'm really looking forward to that event happening in the town hall. Oh, I'll have to find out more about right. that then nearer the time, <laughs> I think. You're being cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a real family event a couple of days later in the marketplace. Mm. Okay. Yeah, the, I mean, this has been a real uh, focus for us. So um, on the on the 5th of June, uh, the Parish Council has been working again with the markets company on an outdoor street party. Um, and with that, you're going to see two really big, lively bands, steel drums and a big band music, uh, magician, face painting, storytelling, family treasure hunt, arts and crafts. Um, so there's something for all the family to enjoy. And, you know, everybody across the city of Durham Parish is going to be getting a newsletter through the door to let them know all about this. You know, we don't want anybody to be left out and left behind and to say, you know, we knew nothing about this event. Um, everybody's going to get an invitation. So it's just going to be lovely to see the marketplace in full swing. And, you know, working that the marketplace is a real central focus of the city is going to be you know, looking at best. So we're going to have the litter picking event uh, just before. And also we're working with Durham County Council to make sure that it's there's as many blooms, you know, flowers mm -hmm. as possible. So the marketplace is just going to look absolutely incredible. Um, so I cannot wait for that. Um, but the, the, uh, let's, hope, let's hope the weather holds for that one. Yes, we just have to rely on the, the, the great British weather. Um, for <laughs> so us. To be, but, but to be honest, I think it would have the kind of atmosphere where, do you know what, if it rains, so what? Absolutely. You're out having a fab time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if the weather doesn't hold for Her Majesty, you know, it, it won't hold for anybody, will it? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And so is there anything else coming up that you can tell us about as yet or, or is everything else a little under wraps and being planned? Um, the, the, there's certainly an awful lot of planning going on, as, uh, as I said earlier, you know, to see the sheer number of stakeholders that have been involved in this from, you know, local WIs, local residents, Durham County Council. Um, you know, I should just say that our, our four county councillors on the parish council are also helping to fund these events. Um, obviously, uh, as always, uh, with these big events, Durham Markets Company are very heavily involved. Um, but looking at sort of the programme of work, really what we're looking at um, is uh, in addition to what I've mentioned there, um, you know, there's going to be obviously the national lighting of the beacon on the 2nd of June, which is going to be kind of the, the, the kickstart for the weekend. And that's happening at 9.45. Um, that's happening across different parishes across County Durham. And of course, the city uh, is included in that. Um, so we're hopefully going to have a beacon with that amazing backdrop of our Castle and Cathedral World Heritage Site in the background. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. Durham Bait is also organising some street entertainment and virtual beacon trail um, oh. in the city, which is great. And there's various different arts projects. And goodness me, I've just had a meeting with New College um, this morning, actually, um, looking at some hats that they haven't produced as part of an arts display. You know, the Queen's well known for her you know, not eccentric, but fantastic hats. Yes. Um, and the students there, I mean, the talent that we have in County Durham is amazing. And seeing some of the hats that they've got for an art and uh, crafts display is just really amazing. So they're going to be on display, hopefully during the tea dance as well. Oh, um, so it, it's just going to be a lovely event. And of course, we're led in these celebrations by our brilliant Lord Lieutenant, uh, Sue Snowden. 
who's been very heavily involved in the planning as well. Um, so there's so much happening. Um, and of course, there's going to be the cathedral service on the Saturday, the 4th of June, um, which is going to be a real celebration, I think, of the amazing voluntary and community sector that we have here in County Durham. So that's going to be a real big county event led by you know, our fantastic partners in, in Durham Cathedral. So looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing that happen. You're not going to sit down all weekend, are you? I know it's it's certainly given me a few uh, a few things to think about a few sleepless nights I'll admit it but I'm so lucky to have such a great team around us and you know the parish council uh, is really leading on these events and you know it's just great to see it really is and um, and it's just the perfect opportunity for the community to utterly and completely come together isn't it and oh, make absolutely. the most you know make yeah. the most of the place we're in which is exceptionally mm. special and mm. the event which for all of us, it's not going to happen again in our lifetimes. Absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head. And I mean, for us, it, it is just so desperately important for the parish council to be, you know, joining with the community to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee. Um, Durham, you know Emma better than anybody, has a really rich heritage and an exceptionally diverse community in our parish with folks from some of the farthest reaches of the world coming yes. to live, work, study here. But whatever your age, demographic, occupation or origin, I think a majesty really brings us all together under that one banner where we can celebrate what's best about Britain. Um, and hopefully we can capture some of the essence of that in County Durham this year. So organisations far and wide have come together to help organise these events. And I really just have to give them a huge shout out and a thank you for everything that they've done uh, to make this happen. So we've had a little chat since. If you are looking on social media for details of the events for the Platinum Jubilee, Adam has let me know that all the posts that they're putting out and therefore all the posts that Durham Markets will put out and and uh, we'll ask Durham Bid to do the same and all that kind of thing and totally locally will do the same, da 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 All the posts informing people about the city's Jubilee events will use one hashtag and that is going to be Durham City Jubilee. So hashtag Durham City Jubilee. No gaps, obviously. Hashtag Durham City Jubilee. I'll put the relevant links um, I have in the show notes as well. So that'll be for the tea dance on Wednesday, the 1st of June, the big lunch on Sunday, the 5th of June. And if I find other links, I'll get those in there as well. Uh, Before we carry on, this is obviously uh, only the seventh podcast. So it's a new podcast, a very new podcast. And we'd love to know what you think and what you want to hear about you can literally just email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk. Someone did, and they're on the podcast. Um, And please help us spread the word about In The Loop. Tell your friends to listen. Uh, Please give us a like, uh, follow us, subscribe to make sure you hear every episode. Uh, Wherever you found the link to this podcast, please share it. Uh, Thank you in advance. It makes a massive difference to us. Thank you. Right now, onto the independent loop and a lady whose voice do you know what? She was really worried about doing this. Um, and, and I'm listening back to the interview going, oh, my God, this voice is just its like treacle. It's lovely to listen to. We visited somewhere else lovely to go. We visited Circle Vintage and asked Claire O'Boyle all about the shop, the clothes, all about the experience. Have a listen. The Independent Loop. OK, today we are in Circle Vintage in Durham on Sadler Street with Claire O'Boyle. I got it right. Uh, um, 
Ah, this is just a treasure trove. It's the kind of place that I always regret whenever I come in. I haven't got an hour to spare. Oh, thank and, you. and it is the kind of shop that where you, you just need to come, take time, Definitely. browse, look around. So if somebody says to you, what do you do? What do you tell them you do? Well, predominantly clothing, mm-hmm. jewellery, accessories, menswear and women's wear, um, pre-loved, vintage, uh, circular economy, mm. uh, just giving clothes a second chance. And how, long, how long have you been here in Durham? We opened in November 2019. Okay. So just before the pandemic. <laughs> Isn't it funny how everybody now times yeah. everything? Yeah. You kind of go, oh, it was just before the pandemic. Yeah. It was after the first lot. Yeah, everybody times everything by yeah. the pandemic. So um, so out the other side of the pandemic, students back in the city. Yes. It, yeah. Is your audience predominantly students? I would say so because there's such a large population of students in Durham City. But... Um, all ages, all different denominations of people, different mm-hmm. um, age groups, something for everyone here. And uh, it's really nice, you know, it's, it's lovely to get some of the older generation in as well and have a nice chat with them. Mm. And they can tell us some of the stories behind some of the items that we sell. As some well. of the styles that yeah. you have in here. Yeah, so right. if you were to go, what do you reckon in Circle Vintage right now is sort of some of the oldest pieces? Oh, we have some Victorian and Edwardian pieces. Wow. And uh, some beautiful evening dresses from the 1920s and 30s. I'm going to have a look at those before yeah. I leave this morning. Um, um, yeah, uh, I guess um, those type of pieces are mainly bought by collectors, people who have a specialism collecting that type of antique clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of our stock is probably... 50s, 60s, right through to the 90s. Okay. Because the younger generation are interested in 90s clothes. That's vintage now. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I know, right? That laughter was for the older people listening to this podcast. Um, Where'd you get it from? Well, we have a buyer who searches high and low for everything. I don't know exactly where they get everything from, but it's out there. And they, they find it and and we buy it from them yeah so so what would you say to somebody who was walking in the door and they were like where do I start because literally I mean it's it's two floors it's four rooms Mm -hmm. um there's there's you know there's men's clothes there's women's clothes there's evening dress behind me right now when we're recording is is it is it actually a it's a helicopter's pilot uh jumpsuit yeah (laughs) it's yeah it's a genuine piece from South Africa I think oh right Gosh, so how do, where do, what do you say to people who walk in the door and go, well, where do I start? we always remind people that there are two floors because not everyone looks up when they walk into the building, but there's this beautiful kind of mezzanine area. The, the building is stunning, it, yeah. yeah. So we all say, oh, there's two floors, so look upstairs, lots of menswear upstairs and coats and jackets in the back room. So we encourage people to circulate and, and have a look at everything and just take the time, really, and browse. And, and do any of the pieces to you really tell a story or do any of the sort of sections of the shop really tell a story particularly i think the evening Mm. dresses and the fur because uh, we do have a few pieces of vintage fur and uh, sometimes they're monogrammed with the original owner's initial in the lining so you can imagine yeah the lady wearing it to a ball or a dinner party or something and yeah and does anything ever come in and you think 
I actually have no idea even how old this might be or where the style It takes comes a lot from. of research. We have to research every item. We have to, yeah, check everything. Find out as much information as you can at source. And then if you don't have that information from the source, then you have to do a lot of research. But that's fun. It's interesting. You learn a lot of fashion history, um, terminology. You know, so it's all useful uh, knowledge to, to have. So how did you get into it? What was your background? Come Gosh, well, Something actually... Something completely different. Yeah, I was a teacher by profession um, from a teaching family, really. We're all teachers, but I used to teach art and English. And uh, it was my mum. She was just given an opportunity to purchase a lot of stock. And she just thought, hmm, maybe this would be something interesting. You know, she asked me and my sister if we wanted to get involved and just give it a go. Yeah. And we, we just thought, OK, well, let's try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll just give it a year. And uh, then we realised, hmm, it's quite a good market for this here. And actually, it's really enjoyable. So, uh, so is it's it, been great. Is it a family business now? Technically, it's my mother's business. Mm -hmm. But it is probably going to turn into a partnership, yeah, between the, with the family members, yeah. I think that's the way it's heading. Was, when you said you were given an, she was given an opportunity to mm. acquire, it made me think, and, and this might not be relevant at all mm. in the slightest, but there was a, a woman in Barna Castle. Oh. No, no not, the, not the same one, not right. The same so one. there was a yeah. woman in Barna Castle who had mm. a whole thing of, of vintage clothes and yeah. and who died unexpectedly, of oh, rel not, okay. not young, but, you know... Yeah. Certainly, it was quite some, and it all went up to auction. Oh, gosh. Well, it, well, it was a similar situation. It wasn't that situation, but mm. it was a lady who was retiring, and uh, she had a, a huge collection that she'd amassed over 50 years. So. Wow. Now, yeah. I think the th one of the things that I have, you have quite a lot of leather, leather coats. We've got quite a few, yeah, just behind you there. They yeah. sell quite quickly. Do they? Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Uh, what else sells quickly, then? Oh, comes and the goes. Burberry trenches. Yes, we're not constantly surprised. restocking Burberry. Um, they're very popular. Uh, and then we have kind of uh, bread and butter items like t-shirts, shirts, jeans, cord trousers, those kind of things that people always will always buy all year round. And you'll wear through them, yeah, that kind of thing, quite yeah, easily. Yeah. So, do you, how how often do things come in and you think I'm not sure I can sell this? I might have to keep a it to few, myself. Oh, to keep to myself everything. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all feel the same way. It's, we all want everything, but you can't. You have to save the best for the customers. <laughs> really, really. Okay, I've got a couple of nice things in my wardrobe. <laughs> and do you do you uh, do you sell online as well as? Mm, we don't. So it's only in person. No. You've got to come in. Well, the thing is, we did consider selling online and um, you'd think that would be the way to go especially during the pandemic um but actually you know we're trying to encourage people back into the high street yes i don't really want to sell online if i if and i can avoid and it. also you know with with clothes especially clothes like this yeah. you know you haven't got each item in yeah, every size exactly so you've got to come and the sizes yeah. i suspect yeah. may vary between brands and well vintage you can't um judge uh, the true size of a piece of vintage clothing by the label because sizing standards have changed so many times over the years. So for example, we have a 1970s gorgeous floaty um, evening dress which says size 14, mm. but when you measure it, it's actually a size 8. Oh. So you have to try before you buy, you have to come in, try it. And it's just a nice experience to come into the shop feel the material, you know, try on a few different things. And it's, 
you know, it's a community experience as well. We want to revive the high street and you can only do that by shopping in person and coming into the, to the building itself. I think we should finish on that note because I think that is a really important message, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. what we're, we're all trying to do yeah. is just see people. Yeah. We want human beings it's, back. It's the human experience. Yes, I agree. That's what it is, shopping with the human experience. I'll say it again. Make time. Take time to visit Circle Vintage. The clothes are fascinating and beautiful, and the team, are they have the most amazing knowledge about what they're selling. Uh, for instance, um, I'm working on something, a production, in a couple of months' time. Uh, we're looking for a 30s style. And I've sort of Googled and not got very far. Um, and they just shared their knowledge and their ideas with me uh, for what we could go for, for me dressing in a 30s style. And... Um, I do like their ideas. Anyway, all the links for Circle Vintage and their social media are in the show notes. But do you know what? Just walk up Sadler Street, give yourself an hour and go in and the building is beautiful. Right now, the student loop is back. We missed them last month, but they're allowed holidays. The students are back and they are gearing up for exams. So if you've got exams, guys, we wish you all the best for those. But that doesn't stop them volunteering and doing what they're passionate about. In this case, combining the two. Today, it's chemistry and volunteering. Izzy Dungworth is one of the leaders of ChemSG. Uh, she surrounds herself with a team of students and volunteers who take chemistry out to scouts and cubs and brownies and beavers in and around Durham. So I thought I'd find out more. The Student Loop. So for this month's podcast, we're talking to Izzy Dunworth of um, it's the Durham University campaign. It's the chemistry team at Durham University. Is that right? Yes. So um, I work in the Durham University volunteering and outreach team. But I also in my spare time, I run the uh, chemistry outreach scheme called ChemSG with my co-project leader, Lydia. OK, so did you study? First of all, did you study at Durham then? Yes, I was a chemistry student at Durham University. I graduated just this summer and I've stayed in the city since because I love it very much. Where did you come from then? I'm from Loughborough in the Midlands, so about okay. three hours south of Durham. Good, we like people who fall in love with Durham and stay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're running with a team of students, chemistry students, an outreach programme that's funded by the Royal Society of Chemistry. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And um, we have about 25 regular student volunteers who are all chemists or natural scientists at Durham University. And we get all of our funding from from the Royal Society of Chemistry. So that's really, really useful. And it's about taking chemistry and experiments and all the goo and mess and fun and whatever <laughs> um, out to, to let children get sort of hands on with experiments to hands on with science. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. We kind of want to break the stereotypes that science might be boring or that it might be quite written because at schools a lot of the time it's very kind of word-based and a lot of writing and filling in worksheets and we like to try and take fun messy science out to predominantly groups of yes yeah, scouts guides brownies beavers cubs <laughs> anything involved in scouting and guiding but we also have started visiting schools to try and bring this kind of fun element of science into into the school and so what age, I mean, you mentioned really a wide age range there from sort of, I don't know, where does, where does beavers start? About five up? 
yeah yeah we tend to work with kids from around five to kind of 15 16 um we have worked with four-year-olds before as well but in the on the whole we tend to mostly work with children who are about I'd say between seven and 14 is kind of our usual age range just because of the types of, of experiments we run with them. And how long has this project been going? Oh, very, very many years. It was started up by some PhD students in the department a long time ago. I don't actually know the year, but um, me and Lydia have been running the project for about four or five years now. And um, we had to take a COVID break like everything <laughs> um, but it's really great to be up and running we kind of started afresh in November this year started from the ground up started from scratch and kind of reformatted in order to fit more easily with Covid guidelines and since then we've been we've been doing really well and the scheme is bigger than it's ever been before. So have, having been gone, going that long can you actually say do you know what it, it's had an impact this person has uh, chosen to do science at at GCSEs or this person has you know pursued science beyond that? We tend to not know very much about individuals but we do know that leaders get us to come back in they say how much the kind of previous cohort of of brownies say enjoyed it and they they reach out to us and they ask us to come back we have great feedback from the leaders and teachers and a very long waiting list so we like to hope that this means that that we're doing well and that the kids are enjoying it and we often get lots of them saying to us that now they want to go off and be a scientist and for us that's great even if they don't go off and become a scientist as long as they think that the idea of being a scientist is more appealing than when we when we arrive then that's our our work is done. So um, how about you I mean you know having done all your chemistry and still taking chemistry out into the community is that where you see your future being in sort of engaging young scientists? Yes, I, I love chemistry. I always really enjoyed it, but I think I get more joy out of sharing that with people who might not realise how great chemistry is and trying to relate chemistry back to things that everybody can understand and everybody experiences day to day. That was why I chose to study it. I loved how everything we have in our homes and in our showers and everywhere in our kitchen cupboards is basically chemistry. And I think that sharing that, it was great to learn about it myself, but sharing that with, with people who find that interesting is really rewarding. And if somebody is listening to this and is going, oh, my scout group or my, you know, year threes in a primary school or something, um, would love to have you come in. And, and I mean, I've seen you in action and there were very strange things going on with bubbles. But, you know, <laughs> and slime and things slime, like that. So, mess, so, yeah. So if somebody wants goes, oh, whoa, 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 this would be great for, you know, my scout group or my my class of kids. What do they do? How do they, and, and what ge geography do you cover? So we cover kind of anywhere, anywhere in County Durham. We've been um, as far up as Gateshead as well. So um, anywhere, if you think you might be close enough for us to get to you, um, reach out. We kind of tend to put around a half an hour limit on it from the city of Durham just because we have to travel out after after work after university in our own time um but yeah anywhere in county Durham really and if you want to get in contact just email us is the best way to get in contact our email is chem.sg at durham.ac.uk and we me and my me and Lydia both respond to this so this is the best way to get in contact but equally you can um tag us on twitter we have quite an active twitter page you're on Twitter and on Facebook, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So is it just chemistry 
Durham or just ChemSD. We're the only one well, in the country. So. Right. Okay. They'll find you. Wonderful. And at the same time, we're moving on from chemistry now. You have also been spearheading a campaign to support Ukrainian refugees. Yes, that's right. Um, as part of my my role at Durham University, we try and encourage the students to set up projects that um, appeal to them because they're things that they think are affecting them at the moment or things they're particularly interested in. And obviously, I, I think everybody has been affected by the things we're seeing in the Ukraine. And so our students were really keen to get to get some projects off the ground to try and help in any way we could. Um, I'm a very keen crocheter and sewer, so we kind of had some discussions with the students and we thought that it would be nice to have we've got lots of different ways of helping out at the moment, but that it would be nice to have a craft based initiative to kind of harness those those other crafty people at the university. Um, also, during the exam season, we tend to try and put on things that help the students to to kind of take a break from the revision or the deadlines. Um, so yeah, we're, in, we're asking people from across the uni staff and students to crochet, to knit or to sew some flower based items and to donate them. And these will eventually be sold to at a stall in the market or at the university to try and raise money for the, the DEC appeal. Brilliant. So you, you're kind of like a, a never stop out there volunteering wherever you can make a difference. <laughs> I just like getting involved in stuff and there's lots to get involved in in Durham which is one of the reasons I like it so much. It's not it's not the first time we've spoken about the students and the volunteering opportunities for them so it, it, that continues to go from strength to strength I trust. Yes yes we have loads of projects running and the, the students here are great at getting involved in the community. Brilliant Izzy thank you ever so much it's been lovely speaking to you I know you've just had Covid so I hope you um Get better soon. <laughs> so you seem so fine. Yeah, I'm much better now. <laughs> Lovely speaking to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. In the Loop, the Durham podcast. I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can easily find Chemistry on Facebook and Twitter, and I'll put their email address too. Um, now, if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Please like and subscribe uh, so that you'll get every episode. If there's something we should be talking about, then please let us know. You can email admin at Totally Locally Durham. And while we're here, thank you to City of Durham Parish Council for supporting this podcast and being part of this one. If you missed that bit, you need to go back to the beginning. OK, nearly there for this podcast, but not for this month. Uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, yes, but we have a special feature podcast about the Durham 2025 bid. That's coming out almost immediately after this one. So once you've listened to this, you have more to listen to. Just, just I think it should just automatically move on within most apps for podcasts, shouldn't it? Um, anyway, it's a really good chance to find out about the county's bid. And I hope I've asked some of the questions that maybe you uh, would like to ask them. Now, anyway, we always finish by sending Alice out to find something she's not found before in Durham or something she's not talked about before because she's been here before. This month, it morphed into Alice and Emma go out for lunch. Um, she's a bit cheeky, I'll be honest, but we went for lunch. Um, it is Alice Explores. It's a bit noisy in the background um, and we felt like we had to whisper. But hey, here we go. Alice Explores. I feel like, I feel like we should whisper I today. You're going to have to speak a bit louder because nobody will hear I, oh, you. No. Or you can get really close. I'll, 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 I'll hover I'll hover over here. It does. It feels like we should be, we should be very quiet. It feels like a clandestine visit <laughs> for Alice Explores. <laughs> <laughs>
years I've been allowed a field trip out. <laughs> so, um, today we are ladies who lunch. We are indeed. It's very nice. We have our official first podcast field trip. When the ordering spoon's gone, there we go. We don't need the ordering spoon any longer because we have eaten. So do you want to tell us where you decided we should eat today? Yes, I I decided that we should go to Venel's, which is just up Sadler's? It is, off Sadler Street. Uh, Venel's, I mean, I don't know how long Venel's has been here, but it feels like Venel's is sort of part of Durham's sort of history, heritage. It's something that I have known, I mean, I've known about Venel's, I think, for absolutely ages, because I know it was, it was recommended to me by my mum, actually, who loves, who loves it, but I think it's gone, it's, um, although, although we managed to almost get lost on our way here, because we thought we got the wrong door, um, but it's just, I mean, it's no, it's the cakes, it's the cakes that it is known for, excellent coffee and cake. I didn't buy her any cake, no. though. <laughs> but I had an excellent sandwich, I have to admit. So yes, so our, um, for Alice Explores today, yes, we are in Venels, um, and uh, I haven't been into Venels for ages, they've actually changed it all around since I was last here. It has, I was, at, I was very, very excited, mainly because there's now card payments, this, is, this <laughs> has made me so excited. Um, there is, and there is also uh, uh, an interesting menu with a very oriental feel to some of the items. Mm, a, a lot of, because um, I, I had the, the band Me, which was... Pronounced bun me. Bun me, sorry, mm. bun me, um, and it was absolutely delicious. So that I, my mouth is still slightly chi- tingling from all the chili, but um, that was absolutely gorgeous. And it's nice because there's, there's a lot of different kind of things. There's like your Ita- there's like your Italian your Italian ones. You've got your traditional kind of breakfasts and things, and then you've got um, you've got things like the bun me with the. So there's just a bit bit of something for absolutely everybody, which is nice and. The coffee is also excellent. Uh, I think the thing is here, you, you queue up, so it's not table service, you go and uh, queue up at the counter and you, you get to see everything. You do, We walk, but we were very good, weren't we? We walked past the cake counter. We walked past the cake, but even past. like the quiches, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have some quiche. <laughs> and then there was a, there was a sort of, um, the croissant. croissant, the croissant with smoked salmon, mm-hmm. that was another one. And then there was um, a sort of baguette with, with prawns mm-hmm. and... You know, it was like. Oh. But you went for the chowder in the end, which which came in this ma- ma- I'd forgot- massive bowl. I'd forgotten how creamy chowder is, so um, that sort of blows the calorie allowance <laughs> for the day. But anyway, it was that was really lovely. Mm. I don't eat fish often enough, so it was really, mm. really good. So um, I think I think this could be a new trend for Alice Explorers. I, th- I think so. I, I like I like this. I like this field trip out. I think <laughs> I think it's be- I think it's be- very good. I think we should. If anyone's got any other recommendations about where we could go, and that, yeah, every that, cafe in town will be. Yes, I was going to say we'll, we'll, we'll work our <laughs> way along. We'll work our way along. Here's where we are. So, um, yeah, and, and the other thing about Venels for me is because quite often when we come into Durham as a family, we have the dog with us. Yes. It's got the outside, the outside area. Outside so many a cup of coffee has been drunk sitting mm. outside under the canopies. It there. does. It's got a nice. It's, it, it's very nice because it's it's kind of in the middle um, because you've got water stones on the other side, so you can just sort of hop next door and, and continue your shopping. Just or go down, go down like the um, the little alcove and continue your shopping. So it's it's just kind of it feels like a hidden treasure. Like you have to be told where it is. And I liked. I particularly liked the little A board sign <laughs> from Sadler Street that yes. said something like. Reality this way, cake Cake this way. (laughs) And on that note...
Right, so next month we're off for another ladies' lunch. We are. This could become a very popular habit. I think so. Popular with me and you. (laughs) Thank you. As always, a huge thank you to Alice. Uh, and, and oh, Do you know what? And also, it was really nice just to go out for lunch. And to everyone else who has given me their time this month, also thank you to Izzy Dungworth from the ChemSG team at Durham University, to Adam Shanley uh, from the City of Durham Parish Council, who are going big into the Jubilee, and we love them for that, and to Claire with the most beautiful voice from Circle Durham. And thank you to you for tuning in to In The Loop, the Durham podcast, with me, Emma Hignett. The show notes have all the links I can find from our guests, uh, so hopefully you can get through to them and find out more about any you're interested in. And please do not miss the Durham 2025 special podcast, which is out almost immediately after this one. Uh, I caught up with Tony Harrington, Chair of Culture Durham, so I'd love you to listen to that as well. And finally, do me the favour, please spread the word, like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any ideas about what we should be talking about that's Durham-centric, um, who we should be talking to, then please get in touch. You can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk. And that is it for now. I'm Emma Hignett. Thank you so much for listening and um, listen to the next one. That was In The Loop, the Durham podcast. You're locked in a strange room. Time is against you. You need to get out, and there's only one way to do it. Have you got what it takes to discover the clues, solve the puzzles, and escape before the clock runs out? Then step into Escape Rooms Durham and see if you can unravel the mystery of Mr. Borrowdale's study or steal the formula in the lab heist. Escape Rooms Durham is the perfect challenge for families, friends, colleagues and birthdays. Find out more at escapedurham.co.uk Then come and escape from Escape Rooms Durham on Sadler Street in Durham City Centre.